Well, hey, everybody, welcome to another episode. I think this is what, episode number 44? That seems kind of crazy to me. 44! I've done this 44 times. Man, that's great. <laughs> anyway, welcome, everybody. Late, am I? Oh, like, it just turned to like 7.01. I guess I am. <laughs> Mile high calling me out being one minute late. I forgot this upstairs in the fridge and I was like, I'm not getting through a live stream without a water bottle. So here I go. Or a gin bottle, whatever you guys want to think is fine with me. <laughs> Hope everyone's doing good. Welcome to another Wednesday night live stream. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dansfish.com. Um, you can find my store, dansfish at getgills.com actually. Either one will get you there. Um, welcome everybody. Glad you're all here. So let's do some shout outs. Real thing for you. First one. JH, hey, glad you made it. How's the island? Candy, welcome for getting, welcome, <laughs> welcome, glad you're here. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> hey, real thing. Uh, already said hi to Mile High, who greeted me with late. <laughs> John Bedker, hey, Oddball Aquatics, welcome back. JCP, howdy. Howdy, howdy. Um, and not only am I live and stuff's working, but I remembered to mute my side before uh, I went live so we didn't get this awful feedback. So yeah, that's a first in the last month or so. <laughs> All right. Um, Jeff Rose, welcome. Heather Nielsen, hey, glad you're here. I'm really enjoying your uh, YouTube not YouTube, uh, your, uh, your Facebook page. That's the thing I'm seeing. I, I see it every day. I love all the funnies. There's always these great little like comics about fish that Heather posts. It's Scarlet Aquatics on uh, Facebook. If you want to get a laugh, head on over. Um, good. It sounds good and looks good. That's great. Richard Tanks, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Glad you're here. Okay, everyone. So we're going to get going here. Um, for those that might be new, uh, we're going to do a couple things. So I, Brittany, and I'll, I'll leave Brittany's last name unmentioned just because I haven't checked to see if she wants me to mention it. But um, Brittany emailed me and asked me some questions about some shipping materials I use that are a little more specific than the video I made. So I'll, I'll go into that briefly. That'll just take a couple minutes. So I want to answer her question. And I've I've actually had lots of questions about shipping. Um, I've done some consultations to help people know what materials to get and all that stuff. But I figured since the questions keep coming, I'll just answer them here. So I'm going to just show you exactly what the model is of the heat sealer I use and the different bags I use. It'll only take a couple minutes. Then after that, uh, we'll chat about the stuff you guys want to chat about. And to make that work, if you have a question or a comment or something you want me to see or respond to, Please make it at Dan's Fish, and that way it'll highlight for me and I can easily find it and respond. Um, so that's that's kind of the procedure here. Like Tampa Tom just did. Big old at Dan's Fish, hello. So I see it easily, and then I'm able to say, hello, Tampa Tom, welcome. <laughs> uh, oh, Candy. Oh, remember if you have a question, type at Dan's Fish so we can see it. Except Trevor. He is special. Yes, Mile High's special and his at dance fish never comes. So Trevor's just got to do all caps or something. But uh, 
<laughs> there, I've unleashed the Kraken. <laughs> All right, so let me answer Brittany's question, which is what bags do I use specifically and what heat sealer do I use? So let's start with the impulse sealer. And I'm going to show you this. So this is Uline's website. I'm not sponsored by them. I'm not paid to do this. I've just used their stuff for a long time. So if you go to Uline, um, this is their heat sealers. And I believe the one I'm using is this one right here, H163, which can do um, eight inches of seal and uh, a 1 inch seal, basically. The price, about 88 bucks. I think that's the one I'm using. Um, this is what I have. And what it says here for me is AIE-200. But let me just show you this. So Brittany, that's what I use. Let me show you this if it helps. And um, hang on, that. So that's, uh, that's kind of all the info that came with this thing. I don't, again, when I, what I have is called AIE-200, um, but I believe it's this one, the H-163 right here is I believe the one it is. It might be the 12 incher. I'd have to, uh, I'd have to measure it to know for sure. But anyway, hope that answers that, Brittany. Um, far as the bags I use, there's two types. Let me just show you real quick. There are these, which are kind of your, your standard bags. And then there are these, which are gusseted. So they, they fold out like a lunch sack and have a flat bottom. So these I tend to use for large groups of fish or larger fish. Um, let me tell you about the gusseted bags real quick though, is that they work great because they have a flat bottom. So like a discus or an angelfish in, in here is great, but they also have these little things that a fish's head can get stuck in if it's a little fish. So if you're shipping little fish, I would definitely tape these corners up or somehow make it so that they can't get into these corners, seal through that corner something like that. So they can't get in there and get pinched. Um, I have two size of gusseted bags. There are these, which are four inch by 12 inch by two inch. And the product number is there S dash. What's that? Five, three, nine, four. So that's, uh, that's one of them. Then these larger bags, five by three by 15 inches. All right, Brittany, that's S-17698. Then the ungusseted bags, and we're almost done. The one I use the absolute most is these. They're four inches by 12 inches. I use them all the time. This is my most, um, most used bag, S-1510. Then the last one, Brittany, that I tend to use is this one. This is a pretty big sucker six inches by 14 inches, S-3144. So Brittany, I hope that helps um, answer your questions and that way I can refer other people that have that question to this video and they can just, uh, yeah. So I don't have to keep answering that question over and over and over. So that is something I wanted to get done. Now I do wanna say one thing about these gusseted bags, which is the seal on the bottom tends to be funky. I don't know if you can see it, but that's not a very good seal. 
it's not smooth. It's kind of bubbled up and stuff. And almost all the gusseted bags are like that because there's only two layers here that they have to go through. But because of, of how it's folded, there's four layers of the gusseted part. So when you seal it, if you're not careful, it gets really uneven. So I almost always reseal the bottom of these before I ship because they tend to leak. In fact, recently I've started, well recently, in the last couple of years, <clears throat> started resealing the bottom of the gusseted, the ungusseted bags as well because I had a couple leak on me too. So I guess the, the point there is don't trust the manufacturer, uh, trust or trust but verify by sealing them yourself. I don't know. Um, and I would like to think that other brands are better, but I do know uh, there's someone that ships on Get Gills and I just saw a post that they put up that said that uh, their Sarah bags, the seams are, are kind of a little bit unreliable, even on the Sarah bags. So that's the word I just heard earlier today. And I was about to invest in a bunch of Sarah bags thinking maybe they'd be better, but, but I don't know if I will now. So I'm going to get more information on that. So I have a question. Um, anyone here that's shipped fish using Sarah bags or received fish using Sarah bags, have you noticed any leakage? Um, I'm just curious about how reliable you found them. Oh, one last thing is these normal bags, the ones that are not gusseted, they're four mil mils thick, which is nice. The gusseted bags, they're only three mils thick, so they're not quite as substantial. And again, it's because they have to seal the, that gusset in there. So anyway, Brittany, hope that answers your question. But uh, yeah, my question is, if anyone uses Sarah bags, what's your report? Any leaky seams? Any issues at all? Um, I'd like to know that before I go deep into getting a bunch of them and then realizing, oh, well, they don't work that good. I like the idea of the rounded bottom, though, um, because then you don't get fish pinched in corners or in gussets or anything like that. So I like that idea a lot. So anyway, that's what I wanted to start with is, is helping Brittany out and the other people that have asked me exactly what I use when I'm shipping. Because I think in the video I mentioned on my shipping uh, supplies that, that I get stuff from Uline, but I don't know how, if I don't remember exactly if I tell you the model numbers of the sealer and all that stuff. So anyway, um, I'm going to go back up and look down and see the at Dan's Fish comments and get to your guys' stuff because that's what Wednesday night's all about. Yep. All right. So Mob Guppy, hi. Hi, Mob Guppy. Glad you're here. Um, <laughs> Dubrex21, hey, welcome back, Dubrex. Glad you're here. I wish I could support you guys from overseas, but unfortunately, most things would be destroyed at the border. Yeah, equipment is fine, just nothing like live plants and fish and some foods. Yeah, I wish you could ship over here too e easily as well. Um, yeah, um, we're just so you know, uh, the Get Gills website that I'm a co-owner of, my brother and I uh, have developed that website. We're we're doing a couple things. We're we're making it so checkout works smoother. We're making it so shipping works smoother because right now you're kind of bound by certain shipping options, and we're going to make that more fluid. And then we're going to change the interface a bit. Once that's done. Uh, Dubrex and anyone else not in the United States, we're going to uh, make it 
we hope, really easy to use in several different countries. So even though you can't ship to the United States easily because of licenses and all that, uh, imports and exports and all that, uh, hopefully you'll be able to ship within your own country or if you're in the European Union, you know, all throughout the Union pretty easily. So just want to throw that out there. Cool. All righty. So um, I'm curious how everyone's breeding projects are going. This is something else I'm always curious about. Um, and if, if anything spawned for you in the last few weeks, if you're having any luck raising the babies, what got the things to spawn, what do you use as foods, kind of kind of talking about that kind of stuff. That's always very interesting to me. Um, so that's, that's a, a topic I'm curious about. In Mile High, I also wanted to ask you specifically, if you don't mind, how the fish room's coming. I know you're building uh, a fish room. I'm curious how that project's going. All right. Oh, Dubrex is gonna do a DIY bathtub outdoor setup for the goldfish. Cool, just in time for winter. <laughs> but yeah, those are awesome. You can put some plants around it, make it look kind of like a little pond thing, yeah. That's going to be great. I hope that works well for you. 54 Punchy is asking Michael what he got. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know. JCP Aquatics has loved the new website, Get Gills. Thanks. We're working hard on it. And um, it's one of those things where it's like two steps forward, half a, not a whole step back, but, you know, half a step, quarter step, then a couple steps forward. Um, just the more it's used the more we find out how it should be used and the more we can make it work better. And the more we find little glitches and bugs that we have to fit, but fix. But all in all, we're really pleased. We have, I think, what is it, 250, more than 250? Is it just being open for oh, just under a month or so, I think. And um, yeah, so it's going pretty well. Yep. But again, we're working on the shipping, we're working on the checkout, and we're working on the interface a little bit. One thing that's happening is... Um, you know, if you go to, let me show you some sorting things. I think this is important. So you're like looking, you're like, I don't see any cichlids. I see dry goods and some bettas and some live food. All right, let's try here. Nope, some bettas, some plants, some loaches. I don't see any cichlids and you've already been to two pages. So that might be, you know, something where it, it could get a little frustrating. So I want to show you this. This is this allows you to browse by category. So if you are looking for cichlids, you can go straight to cichlids and get right there. And by the way, um, this store, Aqua Research Center, is run by Joe Gargas, who is like a legend in this hobby. And uh, when he started posting, I was like, I fanboyed out. I mean, I'm a big fan of what he does. And he's doing like discus and stuff with free shipping, which is fantastic. <laughs> Rams, discus, severums, acaras, free shipping. I mean, that's great. That's great. That's a great deal. So anyway, I just wanted to point out that if you're browsing the site and you're trying to get to something in a hurry, you can come here and find almost anything you want in a hurry. Um, oh, and this reminds me of looking at this. I'm still looking for a picture of an aquatic amphibian I can use as a thumbnail here and of a koi I can use here. But we've got most things. And then something else you can do, like for funsies, is, um, well, once we get different countries launched, you can sort by country. But you could look by, I don't know, what's the lowest price thing? Airline tubing. Well, that makes sense. 
What's the highest price thing? Oh, these really cool vampire plecos. Yeah. And I happen to know that this seller has had these. They're not like fresh imports. This seller has had these in their possession since last spring, March or May. I can't remember. And they're big. I think they're about nine inches, if I remember right. So, yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to um, to bring that up because I do worry a little bit that people might go to the site and just see stuff they're not looking for if they're scrolling and be like, man, this is a bummer. I, I wanted cichlids or whatever it is. So it's real easy to find stuff there. Um, all right. Mile High says, I will make videos when Candy makes videos. All right. The gauntlet has been thrown down. <laughs> there you go, Candy. <laughs> Thomas is asking, Heather, where is a good place to get some baddest online? It's a good question. Um, online. I know we don't have any get gills. Um, Aquabid might have some. You could always check. Um, I don't know. Anyone know of anyone that has baddest for sale? Uh, maybe a hobbyist or breeder? I know someone in fish fam that just got some and is setting them up to breed, but that could be a while. So I'm not quite sure. But yeah, anyone that knows where some baddest are, let's help Thomas out. All right, so I'm going to scroll and see if there's been any questions or comments for me. Uh, Dubrex21, it's almost summertime here, but by the weather we are getting from the tsunamis overseas, it's been heavy rains for two weeks. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. So you're in the southern hemisphere. Where are you at, Dubrex21, if you don't mind me asking? Um, just curious where you're at. Yeah, I spent a, a few years in Argentina, and it always blew my mind how hot it was at Christmas. <laughs> I mean, it was so hot. It just, I don't know. You know, Christmas, I expect it to be cold and chilly and all that. And you want a fire to warm up and get cozy by. But nope, super hot. So that makes sense. If, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, yeah, time to bathtub it up. Punchy, oh, I will take any a photo of my Axwaddle for you at Dance Fish. Great, thanks, Pam. I appreciate that. By the way, have you seen these plants and how good they're doing? I mean, check this out. And this is, I trimmed that stuff back, that Pogostemon's, uh, uh, what is it? It's the octopus, right? Ocelotus octopus. I have to look it up. But um, yeah, it's grown that big again. Like that stuff grows like crazy, crazy. So my plan is, I think, the Ludwigia, um, once that gets up to the surface, what I think I'll do is take the uh, octopus plant plant it all through that trough and just keep it trimmed to like six inches above that trough. So it'll, it'll look like this garden hedge and then the red Ludwigia will grow up behind it. That's the idea. So we'll have red and then the green kind of hedge. And then hopefully this uh, dwarf sag will fill in a little bit and cover up the, uh, the pot, the tray, the plant tray there. But I don't know if it will. Um, there's super highlight on this. There's there's six LED tubes firing on this thing. And so the dwarf sag is staying pretty low. Um, everything is. The wisteria is staying low. Even the sword plant isn't growing super tall. Just because I guess it doesn't have to. It's like, why do the work? The light's right here. So 
I'm not sure exactly uh, how some of those things will do, but the good thing about it is that dwarf sag is, uh, it's making a nice ground cover. It's got a little ways to go. It's in sand, so it's uh, taking its time, but it is spreading. And since it's not growing tall, I think it's gonna make an awesome ground cover. So thanks again for those plants. I, I'm not a huge planted guy by any means, but I like that tank a lot. I think they're doing, doing pretty good. Hey, this is a good question from John Bedker. It's not for me, it's for Mile High, but I'm interested to know. It says, about what size do, is that L83 or I assume it's L183 females start breeding? Um, it says two to two and a half inches or so. Yeah. So that must be like, what a, is that a hypencystris or is that a bushy? Some of those little plecos start really small. Candy's, can, candy is seen baddest on the wet spot. Yep. Not surprised. You know, that's Thomas. Um, I don't know if you have a local mom and pop store, but if you do, that is a fish that, that pet stores can usually get in. You don't see them real often because they aren't, you know, super flashy and, or anything, but, but pet stores can usually get those. So that might be something to check too if you can't find them from another hobbyist or breeder or something. But you'll, you'll frequently see them in pet stores. All right. So what is the L183? I'm going to take a look. L183. Oh, cool. Check these out. So this is, what, some kind of white seam or starlight or something like that? Starlight bristle nose. Cool. Man, those are gorgeous. Those are really, really pretty. Well, I hope you do get to breed them, John. I hope they breed for you. That'd be awesome. All right. Um, Dubrex, Thomas Perkins, is that a good thing here in Australia? I remember now. Minimum for a small discus, 50, 80, or 120. Wow. Wow. Those discus prices were nuts. Yeah, I, I think they are too. I mean, I think it's a good deal, especially with free shipping. So, um, Dubrex, yeah, discus here, I think, uh, I think for a discus of any size, yeah, this is 18 bucks for Tefe greens times wild blues, 18 bucks each with free shipping. I know you have to buy four fish from him, a minimum of four, but that, that is insane. So I think Thomas is saying, is saying that they're insane, like, like good, like crazy good. Yeah, 18, 20 bucks for discus. By the way, the best thing about Joe's fish is every one of them has been bred in his facility, usually for several generations. So he's, he's got a fish room and he just breeds the heck out of these things. And he doesn't, they're not imported. Um, his stuff isn't uh, exposed to a lot of the problems that you can get in the industry when things are mixed in wholesalers' water or in different holding facilities at the exporter and all that stuff. Um, his stuff's really healthy because he, he's bred a lot of these strains for generations or he'll bring in wilds and cross them as well. But wilds don't have nearly as many problems as a massively farmed fish. So most of the discus you're gonna find in a pet store are gonna be imports from Asian breeders and 
there's nothing wrong with that, but just how they're, the system they go through, they're almost always going to have some kind of parasites and issues. Um, in fact, there was even a discus plague a few years ago that was just horrible. But Joe's stuff, uh, I mean, I'll vouch for the guy. I've known his stuff and I've known him and of him for a long time. Never met him in person. One day I will, but his stuff's uh, as clean as it gets, for sure. Um, all right. So yeah, Dubrex, I think they're I think they're a good price. But you know, teach his own. Maybe someone knows how to get discus cheaper, but I think that's a killer price. So I see a question here, Jason Apticker. Um, hello, at Dan's Fish. It didn't highlight, but here we are. Regarding the website, does each vendor? So if you create the Apptaker store at getgills.com, then you control the inventory, you set the policies, you select how you want to ship your stuff, how much it costs you to ship your stuff, all those things. So basically, if you think of it as a big mall and any one person can move into any store in that mall and create their own fish store or fish supply store, that's what it is. So Jason, I, I don't know if that answered your question completely. Let me know if you need a follow-up, but um, the person who creates that store has complete control of that store. The only time I would ever interfere is if, I don't know, if they were uploading like pornographic images or, or trying to sell rattlesnakes on the website or, you know, things like that. But usually if it's, if it's a fish related item or a fish, then, and you post that, then it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Okay. Sergeant Dig, aquatic arts has scarlet baddest from time to time. Yeah. Those are cool. Totally different fish, but really, really cool. Um, the thing I like about baddest baddest is you don't have the major aggression you get with scarlet baddest. Scarlet baddest are the cutest little, most adorable, beautiful, stunningly beautiful little jewels in an aquarium. The problem is you can only have one because those males, even though they're small, they will hunt each other down. Um, at least that's been my experience. Uh, to, to, to each his own. Maybe you have a, a tank that's planted really well and you can get more than one in there or whatever. Um, good on you. But in my experience, they, they just trash each other like to the death. But the baddest baddest, um, you might get a little bit of aggression, a little bit of nips here and there. But in general, they're a much more peaceful fish. So and they're a lot bigger, too. They're not as colorful all the time. When they strike a breeding condition, they're pretty good fish. But those scarlet baddest males, man, they are absolutely beautiful. All right, 54 punchy octopus plant. So it's uh, Pogostemmons ocelotus octopus, I believe, <laughs> is the one it is. In BAM Aquatics, it grows like, it's it grows crazy fast. It's a nice hedge. Like, baby fish would, would absolutely hang out in there, no problem. Um, so 54 punchy, uh, yeah, you've got a sale there waiting for you if you talk to BAM Aquatics. All right. Oh, good. Looks like that's going to happen. Awesome. Down the wormhole. Hey, welcome. Glad you are here. Koi boy, does he have gold? a golden pigeons? Does he have a golden pigeons? 
I'm having trouble deciphering that one, Corey boy, but I'm sure someone else uh, <laughs> following that conversation better will help you out. If not, list again or, or ask again and I'll, I'll maybe in a different way and I can answer that. Lassen tonight. Hello from Denmark. Welcome. So glad you made it. Hope you are all good. Will you go into cichlids? Um, never say never. And probably not African rift lake cichlids. Although if I did, it would be Tanganyikans. Um, so I, I worked at a facility that was very large and produced and sold tons of Malawi cichlids. Uh, a few Victorians and some some Tanganyikans. And like, I, I think they're neat, but um, I, I just, I feel like there's a few species of cichlids, African rift lake cichlids that I would still be into. Like any kind of shell dweller is pretty cool. Um, the ones, what is it? Uh, with the long, long ventral fins with the egg spots on the end of the ventral fins. Is it like fursidens or something? I can't remember. Um, those I like a lot. I like the xenotilapia types. I like some of the parasiprochromis types. Um, a lot of those Tanganyikan cichlids are pretty cool. But I probably wouldn't do Rift Lake cichlids just because my water here is so darn soft. So um, I am getting some pelvicochromis in, I, I hope. <laughs> I emailed uh, the exporter yesterday and I'm just waiting to hear back on the shipment. I'm basically going to give the guy a week. Uh, and if, uh, if it can't happen in a week, then I'm going to start getting some other fish just because I've had empty tanks for too long. Um, uh, Paratilapia gunthri, pelvic acromis, uh, is it tenalis? I'd have to look it up to be exactly sure the species and location. Um, but if I did do cichlids, I'd probably do more like a pistos, More stuff that's kind of smaller and peaceful. I love geophagus and gymnogeophagus. Anything that can do well in soft water that doesn't have to be kept hot, really. It isn't like super aggressive. So I guess the, the answer last and tonight is, uh, yeah, I'll probably get some cichlids, but for the foreseeable future, they're not going to be my main focus. My main focus is... Uh, well, killifish always have a place in my heart, so I'll always have some killifish. But basically small, interesting, um, more community type fish is what I'm into. And I mean, by small, max, maybe six inches or so. And I have some rainbows that are four to five inches right now. Um, so they're, I'm not talking just nano fish, although I like those as well. Jason Aptaker, awesome, thanks. Very cool. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome, welcome. TM. Hey, TM. Glad you made it. Um, oh, Candy, thanks for reminding me. She's uh, saying get Gil's Facebook page and the link to it. If you want to join us there, uh, we've got stuff happening. And it's not a dead group by any means. We're, we've got kind of some cool stuff going on. Uh, so go ahead and check it out. All right. <laughs> JCP Aquatic says, that's what I love about it. I think he's talking about the Get Gills, open, kind of create your own store if you're inclined. And then he says, so I can't sell weed on there. 
Yeah, well, you can sell these weeds. <laughs> I don't know if they'd do much for you if you smoked them, but uh, try it and let me know. <laughs> Elijah Peterson, hello. New here, just found your channel. Well, welcome, Elijah. Welcome. Glad you made it. Glad you found us. Where are you from? What are you keeping? Like, I, I assume if you're here that you're into fish. So if that assumption is correct, what do you like? What are you keeping? What do you want to be keeping? Is it an aquatic weed? <laughs> duckweed. Yeah, that's right. If only, right? If only we could have dispensaries of duckweed, we would all be rich. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Axwaddle King is back in the house. Glad you're here, Mr. Humboldt Park. Jan Kaczynski. Kusinski. Kusinski, I think. If I butchered it, forgive me. But anyway, Jan, have you worked with Werner I? Oh, yeah. Threadfin Rainbows? Yes, I have. Do you know if someone sells them online? Um, hmm. So, yeah, I've worked with them. Of the small rainbows, they're probably my favorite um, of the blue eyes. And I will get them again. In fact, if if the Nigeria thing doesn't end up happening, and, and I'm not saying it won't, I hope it does, but I've got to get some fish in here. <laughs> I'm sick of empty tanks. But if it doesn't end up happening, then the that's one of the species that I'm definitely going to try to get. I ordered them Last time I did a big order and I just got shorted. They didn't send them. But one of my favorite species, just when those males display, they're like hummingbirds. When they vibrate those big old long fins and a flash in display and they're all spread out. I mean, there's few sights are prettier than that. They literally look like little hummingbirds darting back and forth and flicking their fins. Uh, they're, they're fantastic. Um, my experience with them is that they're actually pretty darn easy to keep. You just have to make sure that the food you feed is small enough to fit in their mouths. They, uh, they don't have big mouths by any means, but yeah, I've kept them. I've bred them. I've raised fry. They're, uh, they're an amazing fish. And do I know someone that sells them online? No, but I know somewhere you could check. Um, hang on, let me bring this up and share this with you. There's, there's some good rainbow fish uh, groups on Facebook. And let's see here. Is it Rainbow Fish Live, I think, is the one? Yeah, this is the one that I belong to. So let me share this with you. I bet if you put a request out here, Rainbow Fish Live, this is a pretty cool group. Uh, Gary Lang hangs out here. A lot of people that really know Rainbow Fish hang out here. But there's a lot of beginners, too, and people tend to you know, be nice here. But anyway, if you asked here, I bet someone here would be able to, uh, to answer your question. So that might be a resource for you. I don't know off the top of my head, anyone that's selling any, but they're usually around. Um, they're not at get gills. They might be, there usually are some on Aquabid somewhere. So you might want to go check there. Um, but as far as like someone I know personally and can recommend, not at the moment, I'm sorry. But I hope you find some. I hope that you enjoy them as much as I did. They're fantastic little fish. And they're tough as any other rainbow fish too, as far as I'm concerned. Real thing for you, fish tanks. They did it, oh good. So I shipped, um, 
a proven pair of angelfish to real thing for you fish tank. So three weeks now, maybe three weeks ago, perhaps maybe four. And um, they we're we've just been waiting for them to lay eggs. <laughs> it looks like they did it. They did it. They laid hundreds of eggs. The angelfish laid. That's awesome. Real thing. I'm so glad to hear it. And um, I bet there's hundreds because usually they spawn every two weeks, roughly. Um, so she was probably, uh, <laughs> she was probably ready to go. <laughs> she probably had a ton of eggs ready. So that's awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. That's awesome. Uh, Sergeant takes, I, I about jumped out of my seat when he said pelvic acromas. Yeah. Um, I think I, I forget exactly which location I'm going to get, but if this thing comes through, <laughs> <laughs> this phantom fish order that I've been working on for almost a year now. Yeah, then those will come in. So I'm hoping so, Sergeant. I'm really hoping so. Of Loriac Peterson at Dan's Fish. I'll try to expand the hobby of my local. I have guppies, bristlenose, curbenzas, pink convicts, and some discus. Any good advice to success? Um, so is the advice how to get fish and redistribute them, how to breed fish and distribute them, how to get others interested through like a club. Um, not quite sure exactly what the question is. So could you kind of narrow it down for me a bit on something specific? Because there's, there's tons of ways to expand the hobby, whether it's through, uh, you know, getting other people involved or distributing fish or, you know, lots of things to do, creating a YouTube channel um, local clubs, all those things. So let me know kind of what you're thinking. If you're wondering, like, how do I breed these fish and get them out to other people? I can help you with that. If you're wondering about a club, um, I've, I started a fish club. Um, I've been through that process once, so I know how to do that. Um, yeah, let me know and I can help you better. Thomas Perkins at Dance Fish. Do you want some of my blue eyed cichlids? Fun to breed. I, I totally do. It just depends on, uh, and thank you for offering. I might take you up on that. I've just got to see about what happens uh, with this Nigerian order, if we'll have the tank space or not for that. So, uh, but if you have, I know they bred for you. Is it a case where you have like hundreds of babies? Because that could be an option. Usually, usually I like to kind of do groups of fish. But um, Thomas, uh, let's talk about that more when I know what's going on. I guess what I'll say is hopefully not, because hopefully the Nigerian order will work out soon. And, uh, and then I won't have room. But if it doesn't work out, that might be something to look for. Jan says, awesome. Can't wait for that. Cool. I'm glad you're excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Dang tanks. Arowana's not marijuana's. <laughs> smoked arowana i bet that would be tasty <laughs> i know that's sacrilegious to say on a live stream like this but yeah i have friends that have eaten arowana they loved it paku arowana arapaima all that when they're down down in south america legalize arowana <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
Dub says to Dank Tanks, I showed my mom marijuana and she thought I was talking about something else. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. Okay, Thomas Perkins, I've got about 50 fry and no local shops anymore. Um, Thomas, let's talk in a week or two. I'll know for sure about this Nigerian order. But yeah, I could probably do 50. Um, unless you want to, like if you want to, I think you created a store on Get Gills. If you want to post them there, be my guest. But if if not, I do like to buy fish in large groups like that. So it's something we can talk about depending again on, on how the other order goes. Philly man, Pete. Hey, glad you made it Philly man. Um, hello, friendly fishmonger. Well, hello. What species of fish will be in from the Nigerian order? Do tell. Okay. I will tell. I have a whole list. Let me bring it up here and share that with you. And again, man, I just hope this thing comes through. If not, it'll be one of the biggest pains I've ever had in my you-know-what. <laughs> I mean, this thing is taken forever. Um, okay, let me find it. Okay, here we go. And let me try to size this so that so you can see it okay. Okay, let me share this. So here you go, Philly Man Pete. Here's what I've been working on for quite a while. Mostly killifish. Um, and the ones that don't have localities on them yet, uh, they will. It's just I have to wait for the collector to collect them and tell me where that locality is that that fish was caught at. But right now it's Aphiosimian australi, uh, Aphiosimian bivitatum, Aphiosimian calurium. So those are all, one, you know, a killifish. And then more killifish, Aplicolictes myersi, which I think now is Poro Panchax or Congo Panchax. I can't remember exactly what the genus name is. Epiplates, and I think it's Grammi. Uh, and then the Spolachin and the Macrothalmus. And again, I think Aplicolictes is still correct for Spolachin. I'm not sure about Macrothalmus. It might have had a genus name change. Uh, Procatopus similis, which is just about one of my favorite killifish altogether. It's basically kind of like, it's a lamp eye killifish that looks very similar to a blue eye um, rainbow fish. The next couple are, um, these are kerosens. So these are African tetras that I'm looking at getting. Uh, Neolibius insorgii is a fish that is commonly called the African neon tetra although it looks nothing like a neon tetra like you're used to. And narrow ch uh, charox is just a fish that I had never seen before. So I want to see it. So I'm going to try to bring some in. Um, these here, these are the ghost or glass catfish. I'm getting them just because I think they're awesome. This is the pelvic acromis taniatus. And again, I don't, uh, they'll have to tell me the location once they get them. Chromitotilapia gunthri, which is basically a geophagus. So it's an earth eater from Africa. I mean, it's a completely different genus and, and stuff, but they've adapted to the same niche. So they have a lot of the same behaviors. <clears throat> behaviors. And then this is another uh, kerosene. So this is another African tetra. So that's what is on the order. Um, 
and we'll just, man, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But Philly Man Pete, that's what we're trying to do. So pretty exciting stuff, I think. Down the wormhole is one happy Canadian today. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Do tell why. <laughs> Fill all us non-Canadians in on why it's good to be Canadian today. Legalized today here in Canada, selling it for twice the amount on the black market. Oh, was that, uh, is marijuana legalized in Canada? Is that what's going on? Um, <laughs> Jeff Rose at Mile High Plecos, how big do L134 leopard frog plecos need to be to start breeding? Yeah, we'll wait for that one. I have no idea. Oh, let's guess. I'm going to say, what, four inches. That's my guess. That's my guess. Although there's a lull there, so it's making me think that there's a, an inside joke. Philly Man Pete, Killy species look awesome. Wild pelvic acromis taniatus, very interesting. Depends upon the collection locale. Yeah, and I, I, I won't know which taniatus it is again until they actually get them and tell me, oh, we got them from this location. Because they're going to go to several locations and see which one they can get them at, basically, I think is what's happening. All right. <laughs> potato, I forgot the start time of this. Whoops, well, you're here now. And congrats, Potato. Potato just recently uh, shipped his first shipment through Get Gills, and the receiver did an unboxing, and everyone got there alive and in good shape. So, congratulations. That's an awesome accomplishment. What were they? I think they were shrimp, right? Uh, some Neocaridinas, I think, if I remember right. So, that is awesome news. Um, let's see here. So, oh, something cool that happened in my fish room today is, so I, I bred another few better rubra a few weeks ago and one of the males spit today. So I have a bunch of little tiny baby rubras. I have a bunch of about half inch rubras and then I have a bunch of young adult rubras. So, well, and the original breeders too. So I've got like a ton of those coming up. I'm waiting for the uh, Xenotoka dodroi to drop. They're looking like they're getting pretty close, but they have a longer gestation period, if you will, than like guppies and mollies and sortails and things. So I've never bred that fish before, so I'm just curious to see, uh, see what goes on there. And I only have two females, so I really need to save these babies so that I can get them going. Yeah. But that's, that's kind of the exciting stuff that's happened. There's some more angels pairing off. So for those that want them, I might have some more proven platinum angels soon. And, uh, oh, something super cool happened this week, which is the um, Milanotania uh, trifasciata I have. I have a tank full of them. I walked down and I got down early enough in the morning that all the males were fired in flashing. And I don't know if you've seen that site before, but about 15 flashing Trifosciata rainbow fish is it's spectacular. It is an awesome site. So that was a treat. Uh, every now and then, I've been doing this for a while, but every now and then it's just like you walk by a tank and you look at the fish and you're like, oh yeah, 
That's why I like that fish. Now I remember. <laughs> uh, Mob Guppy. <laughs> I, I mean, legalized cannabis, not cannibalism. <laughs> well, is Chef Hannibal here? Because uh, he could help you with the cannibalism. Uh, Thomas Perkins. What is the payment app on getgills.com? So the app we use is Stripe. Um, it's the only app we've found that makes it possible for a buyer to buy from multiple sellers at once and complete checkout with a single credit card payment. So we went, we went with that so that a buyer could have a delightful experience. So they could go to get gills. They could buy a couple of fish from you, a couple of fish from me, a couple of fish from someone else, some food from someone else. And then at checkout, all they have to do is put in their credit card once and it checks out all that. And Stripe has the capability to then divide up that payment and send the money to you and me and the other person and the other person. So um, Stripe's a pretty tremendous software. It's amazing. And uh, that's why we're using it now. We wanted to use PayPal so badly because everyone already knows PayPal and everyone already has a PayPal account, but it just doesn't have the functionality to allow a buyer to check out from more than one store at once. And we didn't want to make a buyer only be able to buy from one store. We want them to be able to browse the site and purchase as many items as they want from as many different sellers at once. So that's why we went with Stripe. Um, but when I set my Stripe account up, it seriously only took a couple minutes. It's, it's a form. You just put in some information, click okay or submit or whatever. And it, and you're set up. So it, it was pretty simple to do. And I've had reports from other people that have done it, that it was simple for them too. So, Yeah. Ah, it sounds like the kids are home. I can hear them uh, jumping on the floor upstairs. <laughs> uh, JCP says Stripe. Yep, it's the Stripe. All right, cool. Well, we've been going for just about an hour here. Um, and it looks like we don't have a lot more going on as far as at Dan's fish questions or comments. So in a few minutes here, we'll shut it down. In the meantime, if you have a question or a comment or something that you want me to respond to, and you want to get it out before we close the stream, now's the time um, to do that. And we'll, we'll cut it down here pretty, pretty soon. JCP Aquatics is 2.7% transaction or something like that. Yeah, um, I think it's about, um, it's 2.9% plus 30 cents per transaction. So that's how much it is. So it's a percentage and then a small fee per transaction. So 2.9% plus 30 cents. At least that's what it is for me. I think that's what it is for everyone um, as far as I know. But, but if, it's, if it's different for you, I, I'm sorry, but I think it's right around there. Our goal when we set up the site was to make it cheaper for a seller to sell fish there than on eBay, basically. And we, we made that by a couple percent, I think. So uh, once you, so get gills, uh, we have a 5% fee and Stripe has the 2.9 plus 30 cents and all that together still comes in less than eBay, which was our goal. So, yep. 
Doug's Fish Adventure. So I decorated my aquarium for Halloween. Who else changes their tanks for the holidays? Yeah, who does? That's awesome. So Doug, I'm going to be uh, stopping by. Do you have pictures or video of that? I want to see that. That would be awesome. <laughs> Big old skeleton head in there or something. Man, I wonder if Peck Tech is going to do something about a Halloween themed aquarium. That guy, that guy would just blow my mind with whatever he came up with, I bet. 54 Punchy, if I don't do water changes, my tanks would be pretty scary for Halloween. Does that count? Yeah, the green water tank. It's like LRB's uh, big old green water tank. That's his Halloween tank, right? (laughs) All right. Well, everyone, thanks for coming by. I appreciate you. We've been going almost an hour and it looks like the chat's kind of fizzled down a bit. And I don't think anything's more painful than watching a chat try to go longer or a live stream try to go longer then that stream just naturally wants to go. So we'll shut it down here pretty quick. Um, I want to thank everyone that came and participated. Thanks so much. I want to thank Candy Overholes for modding. Appreciate it. Uh, Anyone that helped anyone out that had questions, thanks for helping out and being uh, awesome members of this community. Uh, The Fish Fam's pretty spectacular. I've been a member of many different fish clubs and organizations and Facebook groups and guilds and what have you over the years. And for some reason, the fish fam does it right. And uh, people here are supportive and amazing. And so what we have here is magic. And I hope everyone just kind of realizes how rare it is to find a community that's positive and supportive. And but helpful, you know, you can get information and things like that. that that's good here. But it's, it's kind of a, a spectacular thing. Um, Candy says, thank you, Dan's Fish. You are welcome and good night, everyone. Yes, everyone have a great night. Thanks again for coming. Um, hopefully I answered everyone's questions. If I missed a question, I just didn't see it. So I apologize. <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. But anyway, have a wonderful night, everyone. And I will see you next Wednesday, seven o'clock Mountain Time. Ciao.